Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bigfoot Club. Robert Jensen Dominguez, Ash Tucker, Stephen Robert Dominguez, Earl the Earl Kennedy. Believe in us, believe in Bigfoot Club, because we are too sweet. Hi, this is Eric Altman, Bigfoot researcher from Pennsylvania, and you're listening to the Bigfoot Club podcast. Hey everybody, Robert Jesse Dominguez, uh, Bigfoot Club, Season 2, Episode 25. I'm here with Ash. Hey Ash, how's it going? It's going great. How are you? I feel like this is deja vu. Oh, all over again. <laughs> so, yeah, so um, I'm pretty excited today. You want to ask me why I'm excited? Why are you excited, Robert? Because we have Ghoul Girls Paranormal oh, in the house. We are lucky. We are lucky. They're like, they're, a, they're official Bigfoot Club podcasters now so it's fantastic it seems yeah. like we just keep getting luckier and luckier and we get good people absolutely hey guys hello hey, hey what's going on this feels like deja vu <laughs> <laughs> it, it really again, does it really does again, it yeah. like you just said that too uh we Mind have blown. we have sydney reyes on uh jennifer rose sprague uh jennifer reuter with Google girls paranormal out of based out of san antonio um, I've been trying to get you guys on for the longest time and I want to apologize for not having the right schedule and conflicting stuff. So I'm finally glad to have you guys on. Uh, thank you for being on. Thank you for having us. So I've noticed recently, uh, not recently, probably like the last couple months that you guys, you've guys really taken off. You guys, your, your Facebook group has like, I think your Facebook group has more likes than Bigfoot Club. Like all together. Yeah, like all together. So you yeah. guys, you guys like, because yeah. I'm like a big wrestling fan. And if you guys were wrestlers, you guys would be over because you guys are, people want to talk, I mean, people talking about y'all and y'all are branching out. And uh, you guys want want to touch on that really quick? We just can't, can't believe we, we got, you know, this opportunity to, to start our own team and you know we're very excited to be part of such an awesome network um we are a part of paranormal united network who has a bunch of amazing guys um on the team and we pretty much owe most of it to them without their support and their encouragement i don't think we would have taken off the way we did um at the beginning we were we weren't so sure if this was going to work out um we just kind of went ahead with it and we met some amazing guys, and they kept encouraging us to keep going and keep going and doing what we what we love to do, which is investing the paranormal. And um, so, yeah, thank, thank you to all the awesome guys and, and girls of Paranormal United Network. Right on. Yeah, definitely starting out with the team, we did not know or think that this was going to happen so quickly. I mean, it hasn't even been two months uh, within the first week. We got a thousand followers. So it's been, it's been awesome. Awesome stuff. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, um, what got, what got you started in paranormal? Um, Sydney, if you don't mind going, going first. Sure. Um, 
so what got me into the paranormal was my first shadow apparition that I saw. Um, my aunt, you know, wanted to have a sleepover because my uncle was an overnight security guard. And so we're like, okay, so just so she wouldn't stay home by her, just so she wouldn't stay home by herself, uh, we, you know, all got together and had a sleepover. And, um, you know, we did what most girls do at a sleepover. We talked about boys and had pizza and danced and just act like, you know, girls. And um, I grew up into a really, really religious household. So every Sunday, my grandma's like, we're going to church. Like, everyone's going to church. So my aunt's like, you know what, it's getting late. We have to go to church in the morning, so let's go to sleep. I'm like, okay. And I've always been the heavier set one out of my family. So me and two of my cousins slept in her daughter's room, and they had some bunk beds in there. So I slept on the top bunk by myself, and probably two or three in the morning, it gets cold, like ice cold. And the vent was in, within arm's reach for me, so I reached up to the vent, and it was off but I'm still freaking cold and I'm trying to, you know, figure out what's going on. So I turn to look towards the window and to see if it's open. And as I'm turning to look towards the window, I see a full body apparition of a lady. I see her curly hair, her shoulders. Now, mind you, I'm on the second bunk and the second bunk's pretty high. So she must have either been, either been uh, floating off the ground or a really tall woman. Um, so I start, you know, I start to scream and call for help and nothing's coming out. And so my grandma always said, if you ever get scared, cover your head. So I covered my head and I prayed. And as soon as I got done praying, it got hot. I was stretched, drenched in sweat, and I fell asleep. Well, the next morning at the table, I'm crying my eyes out, telling my aunt what's going on. And I'm telling my aunt what's going on. And her two daughters are trying to come in the kitchen to, you know, hear what's going on. And the youngest one, Ariana, goes, Mom, if you're talking about the old lady in our room, we already know. And she looks at them, and she had this puzzled look on her face, and she's like, what old lady? Her sister, Rami, joins in and goes, yeah, Mom, the old lady who's in our room, she'll either sit on the bed and watch us play, or she'll stare out and look at the window, like, watch outside. And my aunt looks at them, looks at me, and she goes, y'all are crazy. There's no old lady in that room. When she said that, the bedroom door slammed shut. They all look at me, and we bolt out that house, and we are just gone. And... Now that I think about it, my grandma actually had to uh, me de susto. She had to bless me with it with a with the egg, and right. that was like the first thing that got me into the paranormal. After that, I was like, "There's more out there than what we know," so, and I'm going to get to the bottom of it. So after that, you you got intrigued and you wanted to, you wanted to know more, and it got you going, or oh yeah, most definitely that that was like my awakening to know that there's more out there than just what what we we know and what we see okay um we could go jennifer rose what's uh how did you get started in paranormal what what got you interested in paranormal um but of course what intrigued me in paranormal is when i was younger i would see and hear um people who could it be seen or heard by just anybody? Um, so I would talk to spirit a lot. Um, and I was actually very, so of course, younger, you're afraid. Mm -hmm. Then a little bit older, you become intrigued, like, okay, what's going on? Why are you here? What do you need from me? Why are you trying to talk to me? Type of deal. Um, 
And then also, I'm I'm also empathic, so I'm a very good reader of people. So if I meet somebody and I don't think that they're going to mesh with me, or okay, let's go back. Being younger, if I met somebody, I'd be like, they're not a good person. Now I don't make that assumption because what is the vibe that I'm getting is just them not meshing with me and who I am. They could be a good person, but their personality is not going to work with my personality. But when I was younger, you know, of course, they're not a good person. We we shouldn't talk to them. I would get that stigma of, hey, you're not a good person because you make assumptions about people. And really, it was just my intuitive self trying to be protective of other people. So I would get picked on. And then when I tell people, oh, well, you know, spirit comes to me and I can, I can walk into a room and say, I'll be drawn to the closet. I open the closet door and there's a little boy there. I don't necessarily see him, but I feel him. I know that there's a little boy there and that he was sad and he died a very, very sad, lonely death because his parents kept him in that closet. Um, now, now that I'm a little bit older, I don't um, necessarily have all of that really great intuitiveness, I guess, that, that gift. It's, it's been hidden somewhere. But because people have told me, you're crazy. That's not true. You're, that's not what you're thinking when it's like, okay, what's wrong with me? If that's not what I'm thinking, but I... Why am I opening a door and thinking, oh, there's a little boy there? So it kind of just made me second guess who I was as a person. And so that's why I want to be a paranormal investigator. And that's why I want um, to be a voice because there's kids out there that are being told, hey, no, yeah, you're a little crazy. When now there's the internet, they can get on, they can see our show and, and know that they're not alone. When, whenever you get these feelings, um, I mean, or or you you uh, say that there's a little boy here, there's I feel that. Do, do you go off feelings? Mm-hmm. Do you go off like emotions? Do you go? Off, it's like a mental picture. I just, just want to get an idea. It's a mental picture. Um, a mental picture mixed with those emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh. Now, I have seen full-body operations that were not a mental picture. They were right in my face. Um, That's weird. My phone's recording, but I'm not on the phone. That is kind of weird. Yeah, so I have like a little... I'm on my phone, like on a chat or on the actual phone. It automatically records. And that comes up. And it was like, and that's how I know it's recording. Well, I looked at it with my phone right now and it was actually recording. Sorry, anyway. <laughs> so I don't mean to rude and, and interrupt you. But the funny thing that, that, the reason why she's surprised by that, everyone, is because Jennifer Rose actually has spirit paranormal activity going on in her house. So okay. that's a little bit of a shock for her. And us as well. Um, you don't you don't investigate your own house, do you? No. 
Okay, that's that's actually smart. I would say I was gonna say yeah, you shouldn't do that, but um, yeah. but if you got stuff going on, you probably you recognize it. You recognize yeah. it and stuff. So um, yeah, oh, yeah. In my house, there's there's a there's a little boy. Um, there's also stuff for other shit here, but I only know of the little boy because, like I said, I'm not as intuitive as I was when I was younger. Um, my brother is actually a little bit more intuitive than I am still. And he still lives here. So he told me that there's a little boy here and he's actually caught that little boy laughing on camera. Because he had kittens, he set up a camera and the kittens were freaking out. And then you hear, then you see the camera move and then you hear a little kid laughing and there was nobody in the house. So. Did he did he know about the little boy in the house or no? Or just... He had actually already told me that he thought that there was a little boy in the house and then he caught that. Wow. I mean, I I think uh, there's there's been times I know I know it has not been doing paranormal stuff that I've I've had some visions or uh, some thoughts and it's like it's one of those things that you can't turn on. Or I, I can't say, okay, I'm going to go to this house. I'm going to do this. But I know I've had some incidents mm-hmm. where I was going to a grocery store. And I just, I'll make this really quick. I, I went to a grocery store and I parked and I had my nephew with me. He was seven at the time. And these two guys parked next to me. And I said, I told him, get back in the car. He goes, why? I, I don't know. So he got back in the car. We drove to another store. As we were leaving that store, coming back, that whole store that we were at, that those guys parked next to us was surrounded by cops. Mm-hmm. And so the next day I walk into that grocery store and I say, Hey, what happened yesterday? And the guy said, we were gotten, we got held up by two guys. I said, a green shirt and a tan shirt. And he goes, yeah. I go, Oh my God. Cause I parked right next to them. And I just felt like really negative stuff from them. And I go get in the car. We're leaving. We're not staying here. And mm-hmm. so I, it's something that I, I can't turn on. It's mm-hmm. just, it just happens. It just I, happens yeah. sometimes. So then I, I can't explain it or define it. I said, okay, well, I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with my, I gut, I trust right. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think everybody has the ability to kind of tap into that at, you know, to some people, you know, I think I, I kind of put this this way, you know, uh, yeah. from that movie I liked, it's like, it's a flashlight and you're looking in the dark Yeah. and some people got a better flashlight, you know, it's, it's cool, oh. you know, kind of like that. Everyone gets a little bit, but some people get more. Yeah, uh, John Bullard, the guy from uh, between the uh, the house, the house, mm-hmm. the house in between, he said that uh, he he equates it to like a veil, like a little yeah. veil that he just they just he can mm-hmm. open up and just look, and then it's not always there. Yeah, it's that's just, that's a sometimes. pretty common term. Like yeah. they say, like different times of year that it's thinner, like at yeah Halloween and at different different times of the year, you know. Yeah. So there is more yeah. prone to activity or whatever. Well, that's that's interesting, uh, Jennifer Rose, on that stuff. So, um, do you use that? Do you use that 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 skill set whenever you do like an investigation, or you try to harness it, or try to do? I try. I've been trying to because, like I said, I'm not. It's not as strong as it was when I was younger. Right. Uh, but. I definitely am trying, I need, you know, to meditate and things like that so that I can get back there. Um, I try to use it during investigations, but not, sometimes I get blocked off. Um, 
So because I'm not, I haven't been actively using it or exercising that, um, I feel like it's very easy for spirit to try to block me off mm. so that I don't see what's going on. But Sydney does use it while we're in investigation. And so does Jennifer Rubin. Um, I was going to lean toward uh, the other Jennifer Ritter. What got you into paranormal? Well, <laughs> I started in my childhood as well. I grew up in my grandparents' house. So I did hear a lot of things going on, things whispering in my ear. And the one that really stuck with me was about the age I was about six. And I kept hearing someone sitting on my grandmother's bed when she wasn't in her room. And constantly I would hear that and no one would believe me until they were alone in her room where someone would sit down and then stand back up. And I'd jump on that dang bed trying to find out if if it was the springs or what the heck was going on. And at one point I had to deal the way till I was a teenager. One time I came home in a very bad mood. So it kept sitting down and getting up over and over. And I turned to it and I go, would you just sit down, pick a spot already or leave? And next thing you know, it sounded like and looked like someone lay down on the bed and start rolling around. You can hear the springs moving all over and all of a sudden it abruptly stopped. And then the light shone through my grandmother's window onto the bed and I never heard it after that. But it, it has always been with me, whether I'm walking in the park or just passing by something. I'm always seeing something or hearing something. Do you do you think this is the same? Because um, you said you were a child and as you got older, it was like over like in the bed. Do you think this is, this is the like same spirit, same same entity? Not at all. I think that entity left. And I keep trying asking my grandparents that anyone ever died there. And they were like, no, no, no. And so eventually they were like, well, your great great grandfather passed away outside in a kind of like a outdoor house, but he always go in and he chat with my grandfather, and you know he'd make him dinner and go back to his little area, his little room. And I think it was him always visiting. Um, do you think he's like your your um, spirit guide? I don't think so. I, I was like the one to first see it after a while, a couple of people, you know, they started noticing it and they were like, okay, so she's, she's not hearing things. You know, that bed is definitely getting sat on. So after these incidents, you, you want it more? Or? I'd say so. I definitely want to get more proof of it. I mean, I was a kid, so I didn't have like a camera on me or anything that I have now. And I would have definitely loved to have caught it on camera. Or been able to say something and catch it a voice recording of something. Because things that I hear and that I used to see as a child, you know, I never got to catch them. But now as, as an adult and a paranormal investigator, you know, I had that chance to finally say, hey, I'm going to get you on camera. I'm going to get you your voice recording and we're going to prove that I'm not crazy and I'm not hearing things. I'm kind of crossed between the thinking that it's, like a relative, a spirit guide, uh, I don't know. Um, that's that's my thoughts on that. Ash, you got any thoughts? 
eating. She's, she's eating right now. Or if they got here like five minutes after. That's why. That's that's why I asked her a question because she's eating right it now. It was on purpose. No, it could go either way. I think you know. I, I've told you that story that there's been something in what's now my aunt's house, but it used to be my grandparents' house, and pretty much everybody in my family's had some kind of experience there. That's where I had my first, where I felt like there was somebody's hand on my shoulder. And I couldn't tell you who it was, but it kind of felt like they were what it, I'm pretty sure it was a man because my Aunt Penny said that he she had seen a man standing in the kitchen window, which is this big picture window that's probably like six feet long and like maybe four foot high. Just wow. standing there right after they moved into this house and it's like from the... Did you think it was like a relative? I don't know if it was a relative because my family moved in there when my mom, like right before my mom was born. So in the 60s. And that house is like from like the early 1900s. Wow. But I don't know. We just kind of made him one, you know. It was just like that's the dude that lives in the back of the house kind of, you know. And it it just kind of accepted him into the family. You know, it was just kind of there. You don't really talk about it like it's weird it's just like known you know you didn't think it was malicious or not no never it always like like that time that it that i had i felt that hand was when my grandpa was dying of cancer oh i see and he was in a lot of pain that night and you know i was i was really young and it was kind of i mean to now that was probably one of the most traumatic things that happened to me as a kid and that's when it happened you know i felt it it just it it yeah Maybe he was trying to comfort you. It, it seemed that way. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask Sydney. Um, so tell me a little bit about Google Girls Paranormal. What you know? What brought this concept up? Uh, how how big is your group? Well, Google Girls Paranormal started when honestly, I'm not gonna lie. It started kind of like as this little joke between me and Jennifer Rose and Jennifer Reuter. I was like, we should form our own team. Like, we should totally do this and. I, they were like, yeah, let's do it, let's do it. And I would just laugh about it. And I'm like, I'm just playing, I'm just playing. But we, we decided, you know what, we mesh well together. Like we, I've, I've only known these girls for a short amount of time. And I already feel like they're my sister. That's how close we are. And um, we're all moms. We are all mothers of very, you know, um, young children. So we, unleashed, we understood each other when one of us couldn't make it out to an investigation or, um, one of us, you know, couldn't join a podcast because our kid was being really loud that day. Uh, we just, we understood each other as a, as like a, from the mother's point of view. Um, so we were like, you know what, we need, we need to form our own team to where we won't get in trouble if we can't go to an investigation. We won't get yelled at if our kid's being loud in the background. And we still wanted to continue to investigate, but not forget who we really were as mothers and as women. Um, so we formed this team and we were like, okay, we need to start finding women to add to our group. Um, I believe there's a five of us? Eight of us. No. There's 10 of us. There's 10 of us. I, I've, I've, we have so many girls, I've lost count. Um, there's 10 of us. And each one of us is either a mom or we're all moms, except for one of us, Kat. Kat is a college student. She is actually going to be going to Texas State and San Marcos. So we're really proud of her. Um, 
So, you know, we just wanted to get a bit a, a bunch of group of, of women together and um, show people that women can investigate as well. Even balancing out, you know, motherhood, um, being a wife, being a girlfriend, whatever, you know, our standpoint is and still be able to investigate and do what we love. Um, we are a nonprofit group. Uh, we... We, we basically just investigate because it's something that we love. Um, we don't charge for our services um, at all. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people, that's the first thing a lot of people ask us is, do we charge? Yeah, and that's, that's horrible when when people, I mean, that kills me whenever yeah. whenever groups do that. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. It's like, it's a cardinal sin. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. sorry yeah, sorry. it's like, I made. Mean, I don't know if you saw this post I made yesterday about it's like wearing a band shirt to the band that's playing you just don't do that (laughs) it's just known you don't do that it's bad it's just it's bad you don't do it (laughs) we agree yeah um yeah we 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 don't like that idea of you know the whole charging of of investigating because um it's like it's like i said it's something that we love to do and at the end of the day we're also doing it for the client to help get them answers, to help uh, them understand what's going on and why they're being plagued by the paranormal. That's, I mean, you know, because I, I, I didn't know you guys that well, but I, for some reason I gravitated toward y'all because I knew, I don't know, recently I just, I because I, I gravitated toward Brad Freeman. Uh, and He's an awesome guy. And, and uh, Cecilia from uh, Crazy Cat Paranormal. I, I love her. I love him. And I just gravitated to, toward them because... I just felt that they they just want to help people, and that's all I want to do too. Because I'm because like because um, you guys are a part of um, Pentex, and Pentex is not we're not an active group. We were active like ten years ago, and I was the case director for the group. And um, at the time, all I cared about was just helping people. I, that's all I cared about. And so, the director for Pentex, she's going through some stuff, so she asked me to take over the Facebook group. So I did. And so I was primarily just wanting to educate, informed, and help people. And so anybody that joined the group, I was really happy about it. But I, I still got a bunch of cases, and I, I'm, I'm not in any kind of um, situation where I could help people. So I could, I could facilitate stuff. So I've been handing cases out to you know, uh, Brad Freeman's group. Uh, I was handing some stuff out to uh, Dirty South Paranormal, and then I asked Cecilia if she wants to to take on some stuff. And now I'm asking you guys if you want to take on stuff too. So I, I I'm getting cases like almost like three a week at least. Wow. So That's awesome. um, but I was gra- you know getting back to your subject. I was gravitating toward you guys because I just felt that you guys wanted to help people and just wanted to educate them. And so. I don't know. That's that's where we are right now. Yeah, and that's how we how we see things as well. We want to put the word out there. Yes, that's exactly what we want is to to help people and educate people. And and we're also you know willing to learn from others as well. Um, we're not professionals, like by by all means, we don't know everything in this field. We're still learning as we go <laughs> go on. We're not like expert professionals. <laughs> Sorry, let me elaborate on that. But you're pa- but you're passionate about it, so that's good enough for me. Oh yeah, our hearts in the right place. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask this question: um, What is a ghoul baby? 
<laughs> it's our goal gal in training. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we don't like the word probation period very much. It sounds like you did something naughty. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, we need to come up with a name that still represents us as goal gals. So it's like you got your foot in the door, but you're not all the way in just yet. <laughs> so that's what we came up with. Yeah. So they're not officially members yet. Um, we just want to make sure that this is the right thing. They are the right thing for us. And this is the right thing for them, that this is something that they that they do want to do. Because, you know, sometimes you don't know what you're getting yourself into. We want them to have yeah. that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime, turns out this isn't what I want to do. Yeah, most people most people don't know what to expect when they get into it, and that's why a lot of people like quit on us. Like, they just want the exciting parts. They don't want to do the work. You know, they it's it's boring, and you have to go through evidence, and you have to do all this stuff, and they don't want to do that. Yeah, we have we have a saying like in Bigfoot is that just because you like Bigfoot doesn't mean I got to be in the woods with you. So. you're not going to put the work in or you're going to be a liability. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Right. It's, it's the same thing with us. Like we tell the girls, you know, we're not going to guarantee a hundred percent when you go out and investigate with us, if something's going to happen. Cause there's times when we're sitting there all night, quiet, right. Talking to the air. <laughs> mm-hmm. So to so the outside looking in, we look like a bunch of weirdos just sitting there talking to ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's the evidence that that we go through afterwards, all the long hours of reviewing the evidence, reviewing DVPs, reviewing DVRs, that we actually do catch the really good stuff. Um, so it's it's like we say, like if you want to be part of this team just because of what you see off of TV or what you see off of YouTube or what you, you know, it's not like that at all. It it actually takes a lot of work. A lot of people don't don't realize it, but it really does take a lot of work. But we love it. It's 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 our hobby. It's 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 my second life. Honestly, I love it. Like I would do this every single day if I could. Do you think it's it's you guys calling? Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. I definitely think so. That's I wouldn't I mean. have met them if it wasn't for it either. And this team just came together so fast, <laughs> really fast, because of our passion for it. And we're excited and we're ready to help people. Yeah, as of right now, you guys are official, San Antonio. I, you guys are official. I don't recognize anybody in San Antonio now, so just y'all. Just y'all. Well, well, thank I don't know you. Any, I used to know a team down there, but they probably don't exist anymore. No. No, um, but um, well. I just wanted to, I wanted to ask also, let's see, what's, what's my next question? Um, what, is, what is y'all's biggest influence in the paranormal field? Like so what, what person or group or, in, or you know, that's got y'all influence y'all the most. Why would you ask us such a hard question? <laughs> Man, um, we've met so many amazing people in the paranormal United network. We've met so many amazing people in the paranormal field. It's hard to pick just one person. Each, each person, um, brings something that we all kind of cherish. Um, it's like Brad Freeman said last night, um, we're all a big old puzzle. We are each little little puzzle pieces, and together we make this very big, giant pair unity family and uh, community. So it's, it's really hard to be like, oh, well, this person's my favorite or that person's my favorite because, I yeah. mean, we love all of them equally, and they all bring something that we love and, and we learn from. And so that's a hard question, really hard question. Well, I mean, it, it could be like who's the first person to influence you? 
Grant Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, they're the first team I found too. I was 12 years old and like emailing them and stuff. When, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I wish you nailed it. I was, I was that, that girl who went to Twitter and they had their Halloween specials and they were like, Oh, sweet live with Grant Wilson and uh, Steve and Steve and, and Dave Tango. And I was clicking all my, on the clips, click, 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 click on my laptop and on my computer. And my dad's like, go to sleep. And I'm like, Shh, <laughs> you're catching good evidence. Yeah, I no. need to learn this. Yeah. I, I was excited because I knew them quote unquote knew them from the internet. Like, yeah. I don't know, a good four or five years before the show started. Probably more than that. Yeah. And I was wow. like, Oh my God, those are my internet friends. <laughs> That's us now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Legit, we when ghost adventures were going on, we would have what we called our booze and booze Wednesdays. We would cam up like we are, you know, on Zoom, and we would watch ghost uh, ghost hunters live from the couch. And we'd be like, "Oh my God, we know Daryl! Look, there's Brandon!" <laughs> yeah, it was like that on the the big early seasons. There was a few people. It's like, "Oh, I know that guy, and I know that person, and oh my God, that's that lady we met at the conference." <laughs> I think when they started, I was still doing Bigfoot stuff. Probably, yeah. Because yeah. it was like, it was my senior year, so 2004, yeah, I was, 2005. I was doing, yeah. I was doing, I was doing like independent stuff in, yeah. in East Texas. But anyway, sorry. You're good. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Rose, who's your biggest influence? Like with it, within the community, who's? You know, one of the persons that stood out to me, um, when we were talking about creating our own group was actually John Doherty. Um, because um, we just have this really great vibe towards him. And us girls had actually done um, like a little podcast with him. He just decided to randomly go live because he would be on YouTube and uh, decided to do that, and that was actually his first show, and he was like, whoever wants to hop on, hop on. Well, we hopped on, and that's when I felt like we could do this. He made us feel like at that point we were a good team, that we, we did have that that glue that fit together correctly. Um, so, I guess one of the, I would say he was one of the inspirations for going ahead and getting that confidence to do our own team. Um, and then as far as uh, like a mentor, I don't know, it's just so hard to choose out of everybody. But, but John is one of the ones that stood out because that was one of the stepping stones. Being on with him was one of the stepping stones that ended up creating um gold paranormal and i don't think he actually knows that <laughs> he's gonna know if he listens to the show he's gonna know now mm. <laughs> <laughs> so um jen ruder uh what's well, who's the biggest um influence for you mine aren't celebrities really i guess my influence would be my grandparents because i grew up listening to their ghost stories that were true and i just wanted to you know, see what they saw and but this time I get to capture it. 
I do, I do look a, up to a lot of these guys and gals in the paranormal. You know, I get to see George and Kara Shoplin and Gary Woodward and Stephen Woodward. They're a big influence on me, and I hope to learn a lot more from them. Steve Bailey as well. These are awesome people. They seem like I don't really know all of them that well. I mean, I, I actually know them through y'all and Brad Freeman. But they, they seem like really, really good people. And, you know, um, uh, Adriana Hart just taking that that case from me, that, that spoke volumes to me. So I said, man, that's awesome. I, did, I don't even know her. I reached out to her and she with a ghost lab and she just took she just took the case. So, I mean. Um, they are so awesome. And yeah, you mentioned another one, Keith Bailey. Keith Bailey was also a big, big yeah. and supporter. Um Definitely somebody I look up to. We we did advice from him a lot. Um, we've had like just our little personal Zoom calls with him, going over what's currently going on with our team. So he keeps up with us. He makes sure that we're good if we need anything and and things like that. But he's he's open. That's um, awesome. That's awesome. That's I'll 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 say this that you know the this collection of paranormal people right now. They're, they seem like really good people, and there's people are not like that in the Bigfoot community at all. I'll just say that. Wow. Mm. So, but I think it's awesome that, that there, there's a collection of, of good people, and I really like it. So, um, I wanted to ask you guys, um, what type of equipment you guys use? I mean, it's there's there's not a really right or wrong answer here. I just I just wanted to ask what kind of kind of stuff you guys use. We have a bunch of equipment, actually. Uh, we have um, EDI meters, FooBuddy, TVR systems, motion light, night vision cameras, um, spirit box, recorders, bells, laser grid lights. Wow. Um, impressive. We, <laughs> most of all that belong, all of the most impressive stuff belong to Jennifer Reuters. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, and then, of course, we all have Avon paid off. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, and then, especially like our gifts, we are each gifted in some way. Um, we all are uh, empaths and sensitive, so we have our our own abilities as well to contribute to all of our awesome bunch of beautiful equipment. You guys mostly do residents or you do commercials or what? Anybody? I don't know. I say we do a little bit of everything actually, but right now that we're just beginning and because of the virus, we haven't been able to do as much as we like. Um, we've done one residence so far and we have a few that we have upcoming and we're going to do the Black Swan Inn also on the 25th of this month. Mm. So we're really excited to actually go out and capture something. Right on. Are you guys going to be doing like a live, or are you just going to just going to go in there and just uh, just try to collect some evidence or what? I don't know if we've decided yet. Actually, yeah, um, we're actually going to collab with Dirty South Channel with yeah. the uh, Victoria Black Swan in. So we were going to talk to them and see if maybe they wanted to do a live, or if they were okay. We did a live. Uh, try to just. Give everyone a little glimpse of what's going on that night. Yeah, we have a we have a little chat we call the Mighty Ten. Yeah, the Mighty Ten Black Swan in. 
because only 10 of us can go because that's their, that's their limit <laughs> the black one in as far as how many people can be there right now um because yeah covid um but uh so yeah that's definitely something we got to talk to everybody about because it's not just us uh, so thanks for bringing that up <laughs> nice. um are you guys doing like anything with uh with brad freeman Brad Freeman and Lauren Gonzalez. Mr. Boyd, uh, we, me and him, actually uh, connected um, through a message yesterday after the podcast we did with him, um, and he was like, "We need to set up, set up somewhere to go." Um, I think he said he was going to look into the Ballinger, Texas, and have our team and his team go out to the Ballinger Hotel and take out that place because he was surprised that. My team's never gone, and he was like, "No, y'all are going. Like, I'm dragging y'all out there. We're gonna investigate the place, and it's gonna be awesome." And I was like, "Well, let's do it. I'm, I'm down for it." He is a good dude. He is a great, great dude. I love him. He is a really awesome guy. So much. I mean, he's he's helped me so much, and I cannot say enough good things about him and Lauren Gonzalez. They're such good people, and I, I think it. I went to a, a point where I had like ten cases, and he took them all. No. He he took them all, and um, some of the some of the people that reached out to me end up joining joining Pentex, and he ended up helping them so much that are, they're actually members now of Pentex, and they're actually posting stuff like happy stuff, and he's helped them out so much. And so, I was I was listening to the show last night, and he was saying that I don't know why he likes me because you know he's talked so hard. He's a good dude. That's his, his period. He's a good, he, you know, he's good peeps. And I've already had him on the show twice. So yeah, him and Lauren are just like good people and they just want to help people. And that's, I, yeah. I, I can't say enough of that, but anyway, but he's a good dude. So you should, you guys should uh, collaborate or something. Definitely. Definitely. For sure. Um, definitely in the works. Definitely in the plans. Um, I know we'll for sure be seeing them. Um, uh, at Cloud Pop Beer Fest, right? So it'll be there. So there's going to be a, there's like a little beer fest thing that's been worked up. It was last minute, but it should be cool. Um, we're going to go out and investigate with everybody and it's going to be like a little con. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, August, well, July 31st to August 1st. Um, in Cloud Cross, New Mexico, it's gonna be at a little Western bar. This is gonna be really cool. So that will will definitely go live for for a little bit. Are you guys driving out there? We're driving. We're driving. Or flying. Going. Or flying. I want to fly. We're poor. We're driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a little city. So you guys are too funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to fly, but collectively, that's it's not it's, really. It's not in the budget. <laughs> It's not in the budget. The real estate, the real estate agent wanted to fly, and the HEB pharmacy employee and the Avon <laughs> rep can't afford that. <laughs> oh, you guys are too funny. You guys need to go on the road. <laughs> That's uh, what they're trying I, to do. I know. <laughs> well, you crack yourself if, up. If paranormal oh, doesn't work out, we'll be comedians. I mean, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> um, since you guys are on Bigfoot Club. You guys are big time now. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> since you're, you guys you're are on like bi- medium are, time. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? 
since you guys are on, on Bigfoot Club now, what's y'all's take on Bigfoot? I'm a big Bigfoot believer. Right. I believe. I want to. I go. definitely believe. Like, if I could go on vacation, I would probably go somewhere to go Bigfoot hunting with like real Bigfoot hunting people. Mm-hmm. Like that would that's that's on my bucket list, and it has been. We'll like, do it. East Texas. Yeah, we got you. Let's go. East Texas, I'm telling or you right Oklahoma. Now. Yeah, or o- o- Oklahoma. Or I the, would, the I would. Oklahoma text. <laughs> <laughs> like Arkansas, <laughs> Oklahoma, Louisiana, that little where it all kind of comes together. Yeah, that's pretty I good. I just sold a piece of land in Bigfoot, Texas. There's a little area here near San Antonio called Bigfoot, Texas, and they have a big Bigfoot museum. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I, I think I've passed through there a couple times, and I've seen that. Um but they they hasn't they haven't had any recorded Bigfoot sightings in there probably since like before I don't know the fifties. Well, so you know, it's too obvious. They're like, Psh, yeah, this is where they're gonna look for me. I'm gonna go over here. <laughs> yeah, right. But again, the year they named it Bigfoot. <laughs> but, uh, but East East Texas is the East Texas like uh, anything east of Tyler. Um, mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna. All the counties in that area have multiple sightings in that area, so, so that's when it starts getting kind of yeah. swampy. Yeah, there's there's yeah. there's a stretch to Louisiana. Yeah, th- yeah, there's there's a stretch between um, Longview and uh, Louisiana border is called Monster Central, and they've called it that for years because it's the like like the Bigfoot there are very very aggressive, mm-hmm. and they yeah. chase they chase people out of areas, chase them on you know chase them out of their cars and all, all kinds of crazy. For stuff. some perspective that area of texas is also kind of close to falk arkansas where the legend of boggy creek took place right, right. so that general area of like texas louisiana arkansas yeah I'm from not too far north from there so yeah yeah that, it's very very woodsy very lots of lots of swamps and lakes and it's perfect honestly for something like that but to be totally honest with you i'm more scared of paranormal stuff than yeah i, I am about bigfoot yeah. stuff because like <laughs> Par- paranormal stuff can follow you home. Mm-hmm. You know, big See, that's, you can't that's drive. one of the topics. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, Bigfoot is one of the topics that kind of like starts a little argument between us because I am the biggest skeptic when it comes to something other than paranormal. Yeah. yeah. I'm not real big into Bigfoot. I'm not real big into fairies. That's not my cup of tea. I'm that person to where like if I don't see it, and experience it myself, it's it's not real. I'm t- Sorry, I, you know I'm yeah. to- I'm totally with you on that. I'm totally with you. I'm I was that way too. And when I when I helped form TBRC in ninety nine two thousand, uh, we were getting hits from people like at three in the morning. And I had a lady call me from Paris, Texas, and her I think her her husband was a truck driver or something. He was a deep night guy or something. And this this Bigfoot was coming behind her house and like peeking through the back window. And she had, she had two little girls. I think it was like uh, three and four. And she was, oh, wow. sca- she was scared out of her mind. She, she reached out to the, to the local sheriff. He didn't, he didn't want to help her. Uh, she called uh, her husband. He didn't want to help her. So she called me at three in the morning crying. And I said, I got to help this lady. And so wow. I went out, I went out there to go check it out. And I've, I've personally never seen a Bigfoot. I've been in, I've been in areas that, I've get screamed at. I've had rocks thrown at me in way, like way in the woods where no one knows where I'm at. And Ash has been with me mm-hmm. too, as well as like we've, we've been in the woods where we got screamed where things at. Things happen that it's 
I don't know how else to explain it. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I can't. I'm never going to try to convince someone that there's a Bigfoot, but I'm gonna I'm gonna at least try to help people out who's. Yeah. My stance on it is I don't care what it is. I just want to know what it is. Whatever it, you know, is happening in this area, it's just like it could be something known. You know, because animals do weird shit, and we—if you don't know, if you're not an expert, there's no way of knowing. Yeah. But also, you know, some things can't be. Yeah, I was gonna say also, you guys can cuss on the show if you want to. Yeah, it's unrestricted. <laughs> it's, it's unrestricted. <laughs> Let me tell you how happy that makes me. Number four. <laughs> but um, so two out of out of three, y'all. I believe in Bigfoot, you know, and Sydney, you don't, you don't believe in Bigfoot. That's cool. I mean, that's, you got to be a skeptic. I mean, I didn't that night. I mean, honestly, whenever we had all that stuff going on, I was an asshole teenager that yeah. was like, whatever, but I'll do it. You know, I was kind of <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not really happy that our team is associating with this, but whatever. Yeah. I want to be taken serious. And then we went out in the woods and my, my mind got completely changed. Yeah. Whenever you get screamed at and like rock stone at you in the middle of the woods where no, yeah. where no I've one knows never where heard in. of anything like that. And you know, I grew up running in the woods all the time and I've never heard anything like that before in my yeah. life or anything since like that. I want that so bad. And see, that's why we're called Ghouls Out Paranormal because Everything paranormal related is what I want to investigate, not just spirit. And, and I mean, I'm not saying I'm not up for it. If the girls are like, hey, let's go monster monster hunting, I'm up to go monster hunting. Yeah. And honestly, the more you get into it, the more it seems that one does not exclude the other. Yeah. That exactly. a lot of times right. that these synchronicities, these creatures are drawn to places that have this kind of energy going on, and it mm-hmm. just might be something primal. Yeah. Who knows? Or. They could just be a different type of people that know are like more in tune. It's like they reach this level and this is where they got to be. They don't need yeah. what we need, and they live their life that way. You know, I mean, I'm I'm big into the the idea. Yeah, we uh, uh we we did a podcast a while back called Brown Springs, mm-hmm. and it's when uh I went out to go do uh, a Bigfoot deal out there and. I didn't know. I later researched the area and I found out that um, this area was like body dumping grounds for the Dallas mob and they were dumping bodies out there. So when I stepped out of the vehicle, I had like a, you know, a big like pressure on my chest. Like it was like real negative. And so somebody asked me a question off show. Like it was a coworker said, Hey, does, does Bigfoot get affected by, you know, strong negative waves? I mm-hmm. said, yeah, probably. Or I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's possible. So I mean, Animals do that in general. I mean, how often do you t- hear about, you know, dogs or cats reacting to nothing or, you know, won't yeah. go into this area and then there's activity? I mean, yeah. they're more in tune to things than we are and yeah. can hear things that we can maybe see things that we can't, you know, because visual spectrums and all kinds of possibilities. Um, my next question, uh, uh, Jennifer Rose kind of answered it already, but I was going to ask would you guys consider like researching other stuff other than paranormal, like flying humanoids or Oh yeah. Thunderbirds? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. We actually want to plan a trip to go, um, check out aliens. aliens. Again, Sydney here over here is not a big believer in aliens. And everyone in the team's like one of these days we're going to prove you wrong. And I said, you know what? I'm up for it. Like, let's, let's do it. Um, 
so yeah, we, we definitely want to do all all aspects of the paranormal, whether it's Bigfoot, aliens, fairies, uh, Mothman. Yeah. Oh. Ash and I were kind of we're kind of we're still we haven't done any paranormal investigations recently, but we're we're kind of on a, on the same page about. We always talk about like we don't think everything is like a demon. I, I just honestly, I wanted I no. wanted I wanted you guys to take on it. What go go ahead, Ash. I was gonna say I honestly don't believe in it at all. Yeah. I just think that you know, I, I don't believe in infinite evil or anything like that. I think sometimes that things just react violently like they're in pain, like you would think a cornered animal would. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, just because a tiger eats men does not mean that that tiger is evil. It's just doing reacting to its environment. You know, it's just being what it is, and it's not necessary. I mean, if you become a spirit, and you're going to probably be in your most primal human form. Yeah. And sometimes, and you're not aware, you're just reacting. And sometimes it is negative, or they're just trying yeah. to get your attention. You know, think about, like, I've had nightmares like this where I'm no one can see or hear me. And trying to figure out, it's like, you know how just that's just like the worst feeling ever like i'll wake up and just feel like oh my god i hate that i hate that and then just imagine being that way for forever and then finally you can be yeah yeah you know i mean i got you on that yep. one what's y'all's take on that exactly that 100 percent. you know hollywood has played demons out so much that every time people see something in their house getting thrown or moved, they automatically go there to that point that, oh, it's demonic, you know, I need to get it out of my house. Right. That's most likely never the case. And I think most people are afraid of the idea of death because, I mean, you have to accept your own humanity and anything associated with that is scary or dirty or unclean, you know. Right, yeah. You know, and I think... Not just religion, but superstition and things like that. And yes, like movies and, you know, have kind of warped people's perception. And I think yeah. we need to kind of just be like, okay, that's just a part of life. This is a, it's like, you know, like a tree or, you know, a bird or anything. It's part of nature. It's lightning. It's energy. It's everything. You know, it's just part of life. It's death. And sometimes there's, there's something else that we don't quite understand after that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, I mean, I, I personally, me, I, I believe in demons, but I don't think they're at every location. I think, you know, demons, you have to want them to come in or you have to let them come in. And that's just me. And um, I mean, if it's something like that, I mean, I don't totally disbelieve in it, but I don't think that, again, it's as common as people might think. And I don't think that it's kind of like, Maybe uh, just something on a higher level. Like I, what people think are demons might be the next person's alien or right. interdimensional being or whatever. And it's like there's not, I mean, there's good and bad and everything. I, I, just, think mm-hmm. I just think that they're not of this world. And, yeah. and if, you, if, they've, if they come into this world, you have to invite them. And that's just me. And not every case is a demon. It's, you know, residual or it could be like, you know, because, you know, people have energy, mm-hmm. you know, as you right. live, as, as, as you live and you're happy and, and if you die violently, it's, there's all energy there. So mm-hmm. it gets, it gets like stuck somewhere. It's like a, it's like a VCR, you know, just, mm-hmm. it just plays over and over. So that's just me, but. And that's, that's one of the reasons why we don't really associate with like 
the Ouija board, for instance, you don't know what comes out of that thing. It could be a demon. It could be just, you know, a negative energy, or it could be, you know, just a harmless thing. You don't know. So we just, we don't associate that. We stay away from that because you don't know what's out there. And that's why it's called the paranormal. That's why we investigate it. That's why, you know, it's, it's the unknown. Yeah, it's a tool to me. I mean, I don't necessarily have one right now, but, you yeah. know, I, you know, I've done deviation. I've had that before and I feel like it's a tool, but a hammer can build a wall or it could kill somebody, you know, and you have to use it correctly. Right. Boom. That's pretty good. I yeah. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's a tool. Just, you have to respect it because I mean, it would be like inviting someone to your home and being an asshole to them. Yeah. You don't do mm-hmm. that, you know, and then you just walk away and be like, okay, bye. And just leave them in your house. You know, you got to welcome um, them, be nice, be courteous. And then, okay, you're, Bye. Let him yep. go. Well, yep. good, good deal. Um, anybody else have any thoughts on on that? Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely correct. Not everything is a demon. It's very, very rare that it's actually a demon. Um, there's, a, there's, what are they, four, four main types of, of uh, hauntings? Which demonic being one of them. So, and yet you're a jewel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't gonna name all four. I was just oh, <laughs> I was like, I'm waiting for you to join in here. Significance of the fact yeah. that the demonic haunting is only one of the four. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Jen, if you would like to share the rest of those. <laughs> I love giving Dan Ruder opportunities to talk. So she doesn't talk a lot, but it's not because we're overpowering her. She doesn't care. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I think I think you do really good at it. I think so too. That's what they keep I trying agree. to get me to do podcasts. And I'm like, that's no, <laughs> no. Well, All we heard was a yes. But thank you. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad you're on. I, I'll say that. I'm glad you're on because. You know, three of y'all, y'all make an awesome team, so. Thank you, oh, thank you so much. Um, we have been that a lot. <laughs> I was, let me see. I, I don't think, I don't know if I have any more questions. The only questions I have are closing questions. I don't want to close yet. How long we got? <laughs> we're, we're 54 seconds in. That's that's like a running joke with us because like the first time I did a first or second time I did a podcast I was I was looking at (laughs) I was looking at the at our at our soundboard at the number and it was like it was a one hour and like thirty seven seconds or yeah thirty seven minutes and I said one minute thirty seven seconds so that's that's our running joke is that I say well we're fifty five seconds in I think it was the second one was it was the second one I don't know because I wasn't here oh I just wanted to wrap that in <laughs> that's the only one you weren't on I know and it was horrible wasn't it yeah it was people were fighting ah <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> We won't dwell on that. <laughs> I don't like to dwell, but sometimes I just be like to yeah. just like too flick sweet. it like you smack a new tattoo. Hey, man, too sweet. <laughs> so um, <laughs> you guys, you know, I know you You guys said you're doing some stuff on June 25th. Uh, you got any anything else that you got going on? There's pending. Are, are uh, you guys going to be at any at the Dallas, Dallas Paracon? Yes, we yes. will be in Dallas. Do you have um, to do you have to sign up for that or is that you just go? 
So we're not going to have our own booth. So we're just, you, there's tickets to buy. Okay. So if you go to the, um, they have a Facebook page and there's also the uh, texasparacon.com that you can go to to purchase the tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not bad at all. It's, I don't want to quote because I don't have it in front of me. Right. But the prices are not bad for two days. Um, and then they also have different packages that you can do to have a meet and greet, two meet and greets, things like that. There's going to be a lot of awesome people there. Um, a lot of the guys from Ghost Hunters, Hun will be there, Paramount United Network will be there, Tuesday will be there. Man, um, we have to go to that. When is it? It's next next year. Oh, it's next good. year, right? <laughs> it's next year, yeah. Is this year? That's why I was like... Next year, okay. it's going to be next year. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> then yeah, I'll probably go. Thank yeah, we'll, we should get a table and just do a podcaster. We could. That yeah. would be awesome. And I know the tables are like six hundred dollars. Fuck, you gotta uh, pay for it. I'm just a security <laughs> guard. <laughs> I work. I work overtime. That's two weeks' pay for me. <laughs> so it's going to be in Dallas. Um, August 13th and August 14th. Look at the researcher in you. Look at you. <laughs> oh, I've been planning this. Well, that gives us plenty of time. Yeah, it's plenty of time. To bro. scratch up $600. Yeah, we can, we can sell some stuff. I can sell some comics. And that, so with the $600, it they give you um, four VIP passes. Well, so, yeah. Boom. Nice. Yeah. We got to find two other people. Yeah, backstage access basically for the VIP, dope. and then let's do that. Dope, dope, dope. Cool, cool, cool. Chill, chill, chill. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> awesome. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else I I need to ask y'all. Uh, um, so we do actually have some exciting news. We'd like to do it, do it, do it. Um, so starting Tuesday, um, Ghoul Gals Paranormal has been asked to do a podcast, weekly podcast show on Paranormal United Network. It's going to be called Beyond Paranormal with Cool Gals. Um, so we will actually get to have our own show on the network, which is, we are very, very blessed and very proud to be a part of. Is this yeah. is this the first time you're mentioning it? This yeah. is the first time we're mentioning it. So we're, we got live. an exclusive. We have an exclusive. We, exclusive. <laughs> we keep getting those, man. Damn. Yes. For the 40 we were just we were just told today that this was something that was going to happen. It, it just became official. Nice today. Congratulations, yeah. guys! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Too sweet. I gotta, we are super excited. I got to. I got to get you guys to say say too sweet. Do, <laughs> do too sweet. <laughs> too sweet. Too sweet. I have to record them doing it again. Just over here. Mom. I love that. My uh, my nephews are like three years old, and they and they do too sweet all the time to me all the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, so. <laughs> yeah. My my three year old watches YouTube religiously, and he watches this little boy who unboxes stuff with his dad. <clears throat> so he'll come home, and he's like, "What are we gonna unbox today?" And he like pretends to unbox something. And he goes what? over like some random toys, and I'm like, "Dude, it's crazy." Yeah, is it think- is it toys that that this kid like unboxes? Yeah. I think I know who you're talking about because, like, the, oh, Sebastian probably, and Ricardo watched this kid. There's all a bunch the time. of them. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. He makes like a million. Like, he makes like a million dollars just like with mm-hmm. toys or something. Yeah, it's it's like Ryan Ryan's world or something. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> Sebastian okay, and Ricardo. I'm like, 
we'll go to Walmart and he's like, Oh look, it's Ryan. And I'm like, yep, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Ryan cost, Ryan cost mom way too much money. Let's go. <laughs> um, look, it's Ryan. Ryan, man. <laughs> For real. Like, damn it, Ryan, you make more money than I do. And I work at eight. <laughs> Stop with that picture. I'm on- if I knew back then that all I had to do was unbox toys and make a lot of money, yeah. I would have done it. Me too. <laughs> so if someone wanted to reach out to Girl Girls Paranormal, how what's the best way to do it? We have an email address, ghoulgalsparanormal.com, and we also you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube. There's nothing on there, but you can find us. Okay. <laughs> We're also on TikTok. There's nothing on that either, but we're working on it. I'm trying to get these girls. So on our TikTok, we have the epic fail video where you try to fly the drone for the first time. And you crashed it. That was scary. Okay. It's basically just me turning the drone on and saying, oh, shit. Good deal. (laughs) Oh, can I mention something else? Did you want to say something else? Oh, yeah. I wanted to mention that um, if you go to the pun store teespring.com slash store slash the pun store five um you can get paranormal uh united network uh merchant yeah gear merch there's a whole bunch of stuff uh wanted to kind of shout them out um like that just Probably, hopefully, see everyone's going to it and say, "Good job, Jen." I'm just trying to get props with you. Right on. I'll, um, whenever <laughs> you know, I guess whenever we sign off and stuff, you, you guys can give me whatever links you want, and I'll add it on to the to the podcast. Awesome, awesome, perfect. So, um, one last one last question. One last question before we sign off. Um, what advice would you guys give to someone that wants to start? A group or wants to get into paranormal what's what type of advice would you give out don't do it so quickly make sure that you that this is something that you want to do if it's just a hobby and you want to do it every now and then or if you actually want to investigate and help people just decide what your plan is first then go into what equipment am I going to need? What equipment do I already currently have? Because it's not a cheap thing to do. Ah. And definitely don't rush into getting your team together. I mean, try them out, you know, see if you like each other and see if you're a good fit, you know, interview them. That way you know what you're getting into and so do they. Yeah. And we have an application process. We have an interview process. Um, and then we have the, the training process. Yeah, and don't let those those doubters and those naysayers know you can't do it. If you want to do it, you set your mind to it, and you you go out and you accomplish it. Don't listen to anyone, especially if they say it's not going to last. Y'all aren't going to do that well. Y'all are crazy. Y'all are going to be coming back. Y'all are going to be crawling back. No, don't don't listen to it. Go out and set your set your mind to it, set your heart to it, and go after your dreams. Yeah. Good advice. Okay. And then we'll take y'all ghost hunting. I'll take us bigfoot hunting, and we'll do it. Yeah, I'm I'm down with that. If you go to East Texas, I can do both. Yeah, that's where I used to be my stomping <laughs> I was grounds. Say a little bit of East. 
<laughs> we just go to Jefferson, and that's like hot spot for both. Yeah, Jefferson that has like Bigfoot and paranormal stuff. So yeah, yeah. we could we can do that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm up for it. And it's gorgeous, and there's great food. Right on. I want to thank you girls for being on. You guys rock. Uh, I think the world of you. Um, I want you to keep on doing what you're doing, and um, and I'm I'll be reaching out to y'all once once I get a yeah too sweet. <laughs> once you know, once I get some cases in the greater San Antonio area, so even the, the surrounding area too. So awesome! Thank awesome. you for having Thank me. Thank you so much. Hey, everybody! Robert Jesse Dominguez. This is the section of the show that we talk wrestling with Earl the Pearl. Earl, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Man, it's good. It's been like, what, two weeks since we've done a, a wrestling deal? Yeah, about two weeks. So how's everything going for you? Good. Good. Uh, I had, had, uh, had some family stuff the last two weeks, mm-hmm. so it's been going good. How about you? Good. It's It's been busy. Yeah, it's been busy for... For me and Bigfoot Club and comic book stuff nice. and comic book writing and my brothership. So I, um, I like that you had him on the Bigfoot Club. Yeah, yeah. It was he's actually the very first uh, non Bigfoot, non paranormal person to be on the show. So he's not into the he writes he writes that comic book, but he's not into the paranormal or he, Bigfoot or anything. He is. He's interested in stuff like that, and he's <laughs> like he he asks me questions all the time, and but. Cool. He, you know, he's not going to go out and do it, but, um, you know, <laughs> but I, you know, he's never written a, he's never written a story where it has something to do with like something like, you know, Bigfoot like, otherwise mm-hmm. I know he'd ask me my, my opinion or ask me to probably, yeah. you know, help him out on it, but no, but, he, but he hasn't done that yet. So anyway. So with the plot twist, you're going to go out one day and he's going to be out there. He'll be like, what the? And he'll be like, I don't know how to tell you. I've been doing this for 20 years. You're like, no. It's, just, it's, been, under, it's been under the hood. So. <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know what a good time to tell you. And then you got into it. And I didn't want to take your thunder. <laughs> what, 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 you know, for some reason, he has a deep voice all of a sudden. My brother. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, right? Yeah, we do. There's been a lot of stuff from same anniversary to the horror show, yeah, to just I mean, tons of stuff. Um, let's start off with Slam anniversary. Hopefully, hopefully you don't you don't mind mm-hmm. starting with that. So, no, no, I like I like TNA. Okay, because um, actually, uh, Don Callis was back on the. Uh, commentary? Yeah, commentary. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I remember on, I didn't get to see some anniversary, but um, this week's Impact, um, uh, Matthew Rain and him, that uh, he was, it was weird. Like Josh Matthews took a hill turn on Impact, but he was talking about Don Callis right. uh, being on commentary. So I was like, oh, hey, Don Callis was there. Yeah. He, so was he actually there or was he like satellited in? No, he was he was there. Because uh, normally, oh, cool. like, normally, like before all this stuff took off, of the, yeah. the COVID stuff, he was there every week. He's him mm-hmm. and him and Josh yeah. do like the play by play and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, he was there just just for Slam anniversary because I think he does. They do like um another like um a show. I can't think of the guy's name. Um, he's like a writer for the show, but they do a show on 
on Impact Plus, and he's on that all the time. But it's yeah. like, it's like from his house. But anyway, I got you. But uh, I was kind of surprised because like the show opened up was the the motor the Motor City uh, Machine Guns. That's cool. I like him a lot. So. Chris Saban's already like he's a writer on Impact, and I, you see he's on the. Sh- if you watch the show regularly, he's on it all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. What's his name? Um, Alex Shelley's not. So yep. for him to show no. up, I said, man, because I think I thought he had retired uh, on Ring of Honor yeah. like a couple of years ago. Yeah, and he shows up, and they uh, they were taking on the Rascals, and because like the Rascals are probably like their their new top talent that they want to push but they're mm-hmm. they're really young and but they're really good i really i really like their style and um, yeah i like their articles too so so that was that was going on that was actually a really good match um i was kind of excited i said because i was i was i was anticipating to see like you know some wwe guys and then when they brought these guys out so i kind of threw me i go wow that's that was pretty cool so yeah um they, they you know they have some stuff with um moose with uh with the tna title and you know they, mm-hmm. they're still you know what i i i really like i really like this this storyline it's it's a slow story and yep. uh, i like it i think anything that moose is doing right now is it's gold to me it is yeah Honestly, i like it I, go ahead i like it no i like it i was gonna say i do like what they're doing with him because even when I, before i had stopped watching impact for a for a good while mm-hmm. um i he was he was a, a face, and I was like, "Man, he should be a heel." Because he was going against it was whenever he had come in, and it was like Bobby Lashley was the heel, yeah. And Moose was that, and they're like, "Oh, you didn't earn nothing, Moose. You don't deserve this." And, yeah. he, was, and he was like, "Come on, yeah, like that, that wide-eyed baby face." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Man," but now he plays the the thing I like about it is it's not just a heel; he's a it's a smug, arrogant heel, and that's and that's the best heel that there is. I mean, you you have you know there's, there's different levels of heel. But the smug, arrogant heel is always my favorite, and that's I think is what he has yeah, going like, on right now. Because like kind of like the way you know th- this is me on TNA. I mean mm-hmm. on on Impact yeah. is that on their show they they have a habit of of, of pushing like uh, TNA old matches like throwback matches like from the past, yeah. and I'm not a big fan of that, but. <laughs> I'm a big fan of him like taking on OTNA guys and beating them because yeah. that's his storyline. And mm-hmm. like I, I, you know, because to be honest with you, that's 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 the reason why I actually tune in to see who who's gonna fight next and who's yeah. who's gonna beat. So, um, <laughs> but I think I think they're they're building up. I'm hoping they're they're building up to do the Impact and and the TNA title like go head to head. That would uh, be cool. Yeah, and that way they can like maybe you know maybe merge it and have a different looking title because uh, I I like the OTNA title. I think it looks like mm-hmm. the old world title for WCW. That's me. Yeah, but um, but anyway, um, that was that was because uh, Moose was taking on uh, Tommy Tommy Dreamer, and I I mm-hmm. actually didn't want to see that match, but I know. They were doing it just as a buildup because, like you know, yeah, he's already beaten Tommy Dreamer already once before, but they probably didn't yeah. have anybody else TNA. He's already beaten, no. so um, mm-hmm. that was good because uh, actually he actually came. Tommy Dreamer came out and he had a shirt and it was like paying homage yeah. to um, Terry Funk because when Terry Funk yeah. had a shirt that said "Dusty Sucks Eggs." <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> when he when when he had like a a deal going on with uh you know Dusty Rhodes, Tommy Dreamer came out with a shirt that said Moose sucks eggs. <laughs> so he's <laughs> so paid homage to Terry, to Terry Funk. I kind of like that. I was that was kind of cool. Good. So 
you could always say almonds to Terry Funk. <laughs> Absolutely. So always, always. Um, um, Cause he, he's in the shadows. If yeah. you don't, he'll find you and he'll yeah. run for you. Cause he still does. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, they they had uh see they had the women's gauntlet Kylie Ray won that I was expecting that yeah Kylie Ray's probably one of their best wrestlers and probably uh, she's got a really good shtick I like I like her deal with, um, with her um, always being happy and you know smiley Kylie and stuff like that so I, I kind of like it that's just me yeah I like Kylie Ray she's very underlooked very underappreciated but she's a really good wrestler yeah. Um, they, they after that they had a segment where Don Callis and Josh Matthews were talking, and Heath Miller, uh, Heath Slater, WWE guy, mm-hmm. jumps over the rail yeah. and grabs the microphone and gets gets in the ring and starts talking and saying <sighs> he had a shirt that said "Free Agent." Yep, and he's like he's claiming that he wanted to make an impact on Impact, and I thought it was kind of mm-hmm. cool. And uh, yep, Raji Raji Rajul Rajul, I don't know if I'm saying his name <laughs> That's right. That's a mouthful. Raji Rajul. <laughs> Yeah, something like that. Ron, Ron's out cool. What? Yeah. <laughs> so he comes out, and like for some reason he's like the like like the squash king right now. So you know if he's coming out, he's gonna probably he's probably gonna get squashed by Heath Miller. Yeah. You know Heath does he he squashes him and then leaves and stuff like that. So <laughs> that was that was a pretty good segment. And um, the next match over was Chris Bay versus Willie Mack and. Uh, oh. You know, Chris Bay is like they're mm-hmm. pushing him really, really hard. He's a good wrestler. He he's, is. That's he, the thing. I, I like that they're pushing wrestler. him. And he's, he's he's an un, he's a well of untapped potential. Yeah, he's like he reminds me a lot of Kofi Kofi Kingston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, Willie Mack. I love Willie Mack, but um, I love Willie Mack too. He's he's just not a very good talker. He just they, no. That's his that's his downfall. They they probably need to get like a mouth for him, like someone just to talk for him or something, because like he is his ability, so. yeah, his his ability is great, and then he puts on great because like he was I loved him in uh, you know um, Lucha Lucha Underground, yeah, he was great in that one. Yep, had he great, didn't have to talk much in Lucha. No, he didn't because like they had acting already, you had actors already there for that. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that was that was kind of cool on that one, and then. Uh, um, I don't know where they're going with this one. Uh, the North was taking on um, Ken Shamrock and Sammy Callahan, and so they're they're they're, they're kind of pushing that story. I, I kind of liked it, yeah. you know. I kind of liked it at first, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure where they're going now with it. Yeah, because like Sam Sammy's Sam, you know, believe it or not, Sammy's a babyface now. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. Like I never thought I'd ever see Sammy Callahan as a babyface, but they they make him a babyface. Yeah, that's crazy. So that was that's kind of that's kind of odd. And then they had um, they had a segment that was kind of funny toward the end. I mean, uh, after after this, there was uh, Heath Heath Slater or Heath Miller was in the back. Miller, yeah, yeah he was high fiving people, and he runs into Rhino, and they started hugging <laughs> each other. And go, hey, you know. So, um, and yeah. it was um, what's his name? Uh, Scott Scott Devore, the the, the mm-hmm. I guess he's the he's the face of the Impact Management on the show. Yeah, and he shows up and he says, "Hey, uh, you guys have a history. You know, you got history." He goes, "Yeah, yeah, we have a history." He goes, "Yeah, um, so you're a free agent." He goes, "Yeah, yeah." And so he's kind of making the idea of saying, "Hey, you, you know, uh, this is a close set, um, and you don't really work for us." So nope. <laughs> so they were kind of 
pushing this 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 idea that you know that he he hasn't signed with him, which I kind of like. It's kind of funny, you know. Yeah. And so Rhino was telling Heath goes, "Hey, I'll I'll go ahead and take care of it. Don't worry about it. Show up Tuesday, and I'll I'll, I'll have it worked out." And so yep. he, Heath Miller looked really concerned, and he walks off. So I thought that was kind of funny. So. Yep. So um, let me see here. Don't. They were a good tag team. I hope they I hope they do something with them. Yeah. And then uh, Deanna Perrazzo beats uh, Jordan Grace, which oh. I which I thought was a great match. It was a really good match. I, yeah, I think it's, I think it's, I think that's a good angle to go with. Yeah, because you know Deanna Perrazzo is so talented. She is, and she, yeah. so she's she a has talker too. Yeah, she has a good personality, and so she's. Um, mm-hmm. I just like it. I like the robe. I like her, you know her entrance. I like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So it kind of, in a way, it kind of makes you forget about Tessa Blanchard a little bit, in a way. Yep, I agree. So, yep. Um, the the last match was Eddie Edwards, uh, Ace Austin. Uh, he yep. had he had Madman Fulton there, but he didn't actually didn't get involved, which no. I thought kind of like uh, Trey with the Rascals. Rick Swan showed mm-hmm. up. Yep, and, and then Eric Young showed up. Two surprise entrances. Yeah, I like I like the fact that Rich Swan came back. Yeah, and then whenever and then I didn't like I saw that I, I didn't I, I I watched that match on YouTube. Um, I didn't know that was Eric Young. I was like, who's the who's the other guy? And then he took his thing off. Now, I don't I don't I still don't I still don't like Eric Young with no hair. Like, give yeah. him a beard and make him bald, or let him have his hair and no beard. But when he has yeah. like no hair. His face—I don't know. Something about his face just looks really weird. Did uh, I don't know about that. Did he wear a mask when he was uh, insanity on NXT? I don't recall. I don't remember. So. Uh, when he first came out, when they first came out, they had like the whole aces and eights looking thing. Like you didn't know who they were. Yeah, uh, but I believe they were like done damage. And then when they took him off, then it was Eric Young. He had the shaved head, but he had the beard. Yeah, because so that's that's what they did. They had they had like a face covering, so you didn't know who it was. Because I think I think he had a he had a gimmick while he was on when it was TNA or Impact back then, yeah. where he was like a superhero. One was I can't remember the name of it, and then yeah. and then he was the cowboy Eric Young. <laughs> he did, when he was when he was crazy Eric Young. Yeah, <laughs> he did a bunch of stuff like yeah. when he was an ODB, and then whenever he found the yeah, the, 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 old, the TV title on the trash, and he became double champion. And then and then he <laughs> like, and then he like married her, right? He married her. On. Yeah, he married ODB all the thing. But I like I like the double belt because uh, his whole. His whole uh, mission with that belt was to find Scott Bayow because yeah. in his eyes, Scott Bayow was the biggest TV actor. So it was TV title. I got to find Scott Bayow. And he jumped out of the tree in the, in the golf course. And Scott Bayow was like, I've been waiting for this day. And he was, he was trying to hit him with the golf club. Yeah. Oh, that, oh, that was, I, I had just started watching Impact again. And it reminded me of like WCW. And I was like, I was like, oh God, I can't watch this. So horrible. And then I saw Eric Young, and I'm like, wait a minute. I will give you a chance. So, yeah, I, I never got to see Eric, and I never got to see Team Canada Eric Young. Yeah, that was so. actually that was actually a good match. Um, I was yeah. I was really happy that they awarded um, Eddie Edwards the title because I thought he deserved yeah. it. He deserved it. Yeah. Like, and I like that Eric Young didn't miss a beat of being a heel and he destroyed Rich Swan. Yeah. And I was happy about that. And then. Um, you know he wins. Uh, you know Eddie Edwards wins the title. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, he's going to get attacked by Madman Fulton and Ace yep. Austin, and then they cue. Yes. You know, I like their music. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> Oh, I like their new music. So, oh, so good. The uh, Good Brothers come out, uh, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Mm-hmm. And, they, and when they first come out, you kind of get the idea that they're going to attack Eddie Edwards because that's what they do. Yep. Because they're, yep. they're they're normally heels, right? Yep. So they attack Madman Fulton and uh, Ace Austin, and then Eddie Edwards helps them get Ace Austin out of the ring, and they cool. they hand him the belt, and they it ends the show that way. And which I thought was kind of cool. I said, okay, they they made a statement. Uh, they have a beer first. They have a beer first. Yeah, yeah, they, that's true. Talking talking shop beer. So, <laughs> so. man. I just don't get it. I like I like I like what they're doing. They're yeah. staying away from the too sweet thing, but it's like Carl. Carl Anderson is he supposed to be like Stone Cold now? Like, like they're 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 combining stuff, and it's really weird. Yeah, I like what they're doing. I like what they're doing, but it's really weird. I heard that the rumor was when they signed with Impact that they that their mm-hmm. deal was they're allowed to go to New Japan and wrestle too. They need to go back. So I I'm assuming that they're going to do that, and then they're going to then they want to wrestle here also with mm-hmm. Impact. So I thought. That was part of their, from what I read somewhere, I can't remember where, where I read that, but that was part of the deal. But right after this show, uh, there's um, there's a promo, and it's uh, it's EC3 that, you know, that's, you know, yes. holding that glass of, I think, scotch or something, and turn, mm-hmm. turns around and throws it against the wall and, you know, walks off. So mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. I do, too. Now, with New Japan, the whole landscape has changed. That'll be interesting to see what they do if they are if they actually do go back to wrestle over there yeah because the bullet club has changed yeah the whole landscape has changed yep so it'll be interesting to see what happens yeah no matter what they'll get respect when they go over there of course i mean they're they're they're, they will and it's just it's interesting how they're gonna Mm -hmm. you know probably what's the landscape gonna look like whenever they show up if they're gonna be mm-hmm. they're gonna be involved with Bullet Club. They're gonna attack Bullet Club. Bullet Club's gonna attack them. Hey, so, with the whole setup that they've done with evil and everything, yeah, turning on, you know what I'm saying? So it'll be interesting. Uh, that's to be definitely something to to watch and and see. But yeah, right on. I heard nothing but good things about Slammiversary, and I did watch a few matches on YouTube and stuff. So I thought I thought they did really good for what they had. Yeah. And even if you think, uh, I know we haven't talked about this week's impact, but even this week's impact, oh my gosh, like the, the, the theme music changed, the, they already have a new promo packet in the very beginning, not yeah. like their beginning, they've already got the new people on there and stuff like that. It, it even feels different too, so I'm very excited about impact. Yeah, I'm, act- I'm actually consider. I'm, I'm seriously considering uh, ordering uh, the Impact Plus now. Yeah, and and man, it's just like it, it feels like like it feels like life got re re rebreathed or rebreathed or 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 has got back into their lungs. So it's very interesting to see how they deal with it to see if they can make impact even better because of all the new people they got. So, I wouldn't so. be I wouldn't be surprised if they got a new TV deal like really quick. Man, I hope so. I, I like where they're at. Access is the place to be because it has new pain and stuff on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got but, I got Hulu, and Hulu doesn't have it that, so it kind of sucks. Yeah, so, so hopefully it'll be hopefully it'll be on Hulu. Maybe you never know. Yeah. So 
that was a good show. Um, I I will say this: I didn't. I I, I caught the. I started uh, Extreme Rules to Horror Show like kind of late, uh-huh. and I started it like yeah. I think right at uh, whenever MVP came out. That's whenever I started watching yeah. it. So I know Cesaro and Shinsuke. Oh. Uh, were they were they the yeah. were they the opening act or was that the pre show? No, uh, no, no. They were the opening. Okay. Yeah. Did they, the horror show was good. I enjoyed it. Did they? Did they? But, did they do away with the the pre show? No, there was a. Uh, I don't know if there was a pre show or not for that. Because they usually have a. I match. don't think so. They didn't. Well, they didn't have that many. They didn't have that many matches on the card. So okay. I don't think they. If they didn't have a pre show, they didn't need it. Um. Here's the thing. It, it, I'm going to say it was about, I told one of my friends, 45% enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a Bray Wyatt fan, so I like what they did, the, the homage they paid to the horror movies and stuff like that. Yeah. I like what they did um, with the last match. That's when everybody's all like, oh, this is the downfall of the cinematic. But I mean, so, but anyway, so it was really good. There was a lot of layers to the Braun Bray Wyatt. Like they paid big homage to horror movies. Yeah. And they also paid homage to the Bray Wyatt Braun thing. I liked it a lot. I didn't love it. I'm not like a fanatic, but I enjoy, I thought it was very enjoyable. Yeah. It's, it's, their match was either you liked it or you didn't. Yeah, it was that that one is like is I have them scratching my head because I I'm thinking yeah. okay, this is gonna this story's gonna continue. It's not ending. So they're they're no. They're gonna, yeah. they're gonna. It's something because I, I'm not. I've, t- I've told you this before on previous shows. I am not mm-hmm. a big Bray Wyatt old, yeah. you know, the old Bray Wyatt stick. Mm-hmm. I, I like the new one that he has now. I, I love the yeah. Fiend. I love his Mister mm-hmm. Rogers persona. I love that. That. Yep. I, sometimes I agree. Sometimes I. That's the only reason why I tune into SmackDown, just to, <laughs> just to see his stuff, and you know, because yeah. I, I love it. I mean, because I. I, I would never thought down the road that I'm gonna I'm gonna you know t- you know tune into SmackDown just to watch Bray Wyatt because mm-hmm. I there you go I I I did not like I didn't like him as, as Husky Harris I didn't like him as regular Bray Wyatt so yeah. I said come on man but you, the bad part is is like whoever like whoever it is that 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 sours on on characters does not like anything that Bray Wyatt does yeah it gets it gets really bad and I don't understand why. Because um, he is his mind, his mind for wrestling is very good. I, I, yeah, I think, yeah, and there's a, but it's the whole family though. Look at Bo Dallas. Yeah, Bo Dallas, they sour on Bo Dallas too. It's like, is it, is it because you don't like Irwin or Shyster? Do you like their daddy? Did you not like their grandpa? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, what, what is it? Because their their wrestling lineage is one of the strongest. But yeah, I don't know what it is about his wrestling lineage, about you know, about him or his dad yeah. or anything like that. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's like Vince hates Blackjack Mulligan. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, but, you know, something happens. I mean, I was saying earlier, like before you got got off, was um, mm-hmm. I I I I like him as a worker. He's great. Work. He can work with yeah. anybody. He can work with anybody. He can cut a promo like no one's business. But uh, I just nobody. I just never like that swamp shtick with his fedora and i just i never it just never sold me i mean it just never, oh. it just never scared me i mean I've, yeah. I've i've never been scared of anybody like in a fedora this is me but 
<laughs> but um, I just like I like the I like the whole aspect of like I said. There's so many different levels of heels. Yeah, and I like I like that again. I I'm a big heel fan. Yeah, like I, said, I, I mean I, when I was younger, I was all about faces. But as I got older, I'm like, yeah, heels. Yeah, you can do what you want, say what you want, but it takes a little bit to actually make people not like. You know um, what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Um, probably the most boring match was Seth Rollins and and Ray Mysterio to me. Oh my god, that was, yeah, I, I fast forwarded through that match. Yeah, I'm like, I can't. This is stupid. Um, yeah, no, the really good matches, man. Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. That. Oh my god, that match was so good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. That one actually told a pretty good story on. Uh, it really on, did on Drew. Like trying to be patient and trying to not get angry and stuff like that. It was like mm-hmm. it showed on his face and it showed on his actions and his body language, which I thought was really really good. So yeah, and then you had uh, like I said, Dolph. He oh, that's sad though because like every angle is oh, for the last five six years is what about me? Like he had the one where he had to put his career on the line. Yeah, he had the one where. Um, and then you had whenever he got Drew McIntyre back with him. Yeah. It's my time. And then they broke up. And then, so even the Otis one, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, it's all about me. I'm like, he never wins. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. And I'm just like, maybe, maybe you go back. Like he had, when he had Vicky with him and he, that was like some of his best work, but he was actually doing good. And then he had AJ Lee and, and Big E with him. Yeah. But then the concussion sidelined him and he lost his title. Yeah. He lost, I don't know, man. He lost his momentum then. And yeah, they didn't, they didn't really trust him on, you know, holding, you know, big nope. storylines, big titles and stuff like that. So I kind of, felt bad. I kind of felt bad for him then. But um, probably, yeah. That was him. yeah. Oh, so good. But probably like the match tonight, the match of the night to me was mm-hmm. um, Sasha versus Asuka. and <laughs> and to me the mm-hmm. the way because they're so over right now, they're so over with their storyline yeah. because they're like the hottest thing right now. And so the way yeah. she, the way she won the title, I oh. I loved it because like you knew that you knew on Monday Night Raw that someone's gonna say, hey, that's not the right way to do it. Yeah, and you knew someone was going to do that, and then like force them to, you know, force them to make another match of this, and then yep. do it again. And you know, Sasha's going to win that one, and yep. to put her completely over. That way, they both have two belts, and them prance yep. around and and you know beat DMD, you know, on her radius. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> it's funny how I, I just threw in an AEW reference. <laughs> It's so bad. Like, if you watch it, yeah. So it's like, I know Monday Night Raw and SmackDown are not in the war. Now, if they don't improve their ratings, they may lose a lot of stuff. But yeah. it's like the main roster is just taking AEW stuff and just, just blatantly stealing. Yeah. It's so bad. Um, man. And, and I got mad too because I I, I, got, I forgot that they were calling them the golden role models. And I'm like, are you literally taking the name from New Japan Pro? Like, screw, we're WWE. We're just going to take yeah, whatever we it's, want. It's ours. I'm like, it's so bad. I'm like, you can't just. It's one thing for wrestlers to steal other people's gimmicks. Like, okay, I like your gimmick. I'm going to take that. I'm going to make it my own thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the stuff they're doing, just like blatant stealing. I'm like, do you, I don't, 
The bad thing is, it's not like they're stealing it and making it so much better. You know what I'm saying? They're like either the same level or like a level below. It's like you don't you don't steal stuff to achieve mediocrity. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, that's all right. We're just going to just sour this. So I don't get it. Um, what did what what was your take on? And we won't go through the whole thing on Raw. Yeah. What was your take on Raw? What was the the most significant things that stuck out to you the most? Um. Uh, so some things that stuck out to me was we were just talking about like Austin and Sasha. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny because she was like, "You were given this title. You didn't win it." And I was like, "That's exactly what your friend just did for you. Yeah. You didn't win it. No." <laughs> <laughs> um. Other than that, I really liked. Um. I really liked uh, everything that was going on with. Um. Bobby Lashley, Farouk, Shelton Benjamin, yeah, MVP. Like if you look at that, like that's just like Ron Simmons. God, it was so good. Right. Yeah, Ron Simmons. Yeah, it's everything they did. And then I like that he like he told he was like, "Why don't the Travis Seminchamp come out?" And or she was like, "I'm not doing that." He's like, "We were talking to you." Then they beat him. And if I'm Bobby Lashley, I'm thinking, okay, so two people have belts that I don't. Yeah. Like, I, I that part intrigued me. It was like, if if MVP is holding a title, you brought in Shelton Benjamin as, as your new, you know, person in your crew. He's the 20, even though it's the 24-7 title. Yeah. He's still a champion. You're supposed to be the, the, the main attraction, and you're just carrying people's bags. Um, that's, that's the way I'm getting that. I'm like, oh, something's going to happen. Yeah, was, what, I was kind of thrown off a little bit, because uh, I, I haven't read anywhere that what, what's going on with Apollo Crews. What's, why he had the show. I don't is, know. Is, is he really hurt? medically cleared. I don't know if he was someone that had, like, the COVID. I don't know. But, because, um, like... They're keeping it all under wraps. Because, yeah, they're they're doing that, but they're... They're still doing the storyline without him, without you know, with with the title, with you know mm-hmm. this group, and because you know, because mm-hmm. you know, the only way to go on this was is to push Apollo over. Is once he gets back, you know, mm-hmm. he's got to win. He's got to win that title. He's he's got to win it. Or yeah, because uh, that's that's the way I look at it. I don't know. Maybe they yeah. they give it to you know to uh, M- MVP, MVP, and he just he just goes from there. I don't know, but uh, I I just think I just think they're gonna push him over. Once, once he gets back, yeah. so that's me. I think they have to. Yeah. Um, so they had the Cinderella story. Yeah. You know, but it's WWE, so <laughs> you never know. What did so you? Other than that, man, they yeah. were just little things. But yeah, those are two big, really things that stuck out. I, you know what? I didn't, I didn't get to listen to Big Show's promo. I heard it was really good. I heard it was good, but then. Uh, I didn't get to see their match, but I think their match drew really horrible. Yeah, it looked, for a match that's been built up. Yeah, it looked bad. It looked bad. I yeah. I I, I, go, I go okay. I'm just, I'm gonna start. I heard he was gassed. Yeah, <laughs> and he's in good shape, but they like he was sweating and just gassed after like five minutes. I was like, oh, that's not good. You got you got to retire. Um, what about NXT? I I didn't get a chance to watch it at all, so I'm so, gonna, I'm gonna go. I on. didn't record. So I didn't get to record it. Okay. And I was like, I had to pick one. I was like, oh, I'll just record NXT. I'll, I'll record AEW. I'll watch NXT on the app. Apparently, they haven't uploaded it. So I had to watch on Hulu. So it was very condensed. But what I liked about it was Keith Lee relinquished the NXT 
uh, North American title, uh-huh. but but he did it because they gave him a shot. They gave him an opportunity. So he doesn't want to hold both belts and cause people not to have an opportunity. That's that's so that's noble. Yeah, I thought that was really good. So basically, what's going to happen? And they are doing over the next four weeks leading up to NXT TakeOver 13 or whatever. Mm-hmm. One second. Um, they're doing uh, triple threat matches. And they're going to have, uh, at the thing, they're going to have a ladder match for the NXT North America title. So the graphic shows five spots. So I think it's really good what they're doing. Now, the reason I say that is this week, uh, I'll let, I, I don't know if you you probably read who won, didn't you? I I didn't get a chance to. I was like, okay, good. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, and I'm gonna see what you think. So the the main the the, the, the triple threat match to see who the first of uh, the first one in there. Uh huh. It was Gorgano. Uh huh. Roderick Strong. Mm-hmm. And I always forget his name, but he's big boy. Uh. Oh, what is it? I always get him confused with Rocky Romero, and I know it's not him. Right. It's the guy from Australia. He's a sick boy. Um, oh, what is his name? I just drew a blank because I just watched it, and I was like, I was like, I gotta remember that name. I like them. Um, I can't. I can't think of his name either. So, Bronson Reed. Yes. Okay. I know. I know that. Okay. The big guy, right? Yep. Yeah. Yes. So they had an interview, and a lot of Chung was talking about this was going to be the beginning of the Undisputed Era coming back. Then Gargano came on talking smack and then Bronson Reed came on. So they had it was a really great triple threat match. But out of those three, who do you think won? Um I'm gonna say Gargano. Bronson Reed. He they did wow. So, yes. So it was really good the way they set it up. So he was wrestling, he got hurt. You know what I'm saying? They they they, they attacked him first. Then him and uh Gargano and, and uh Roderick Charlie had a heck of a match. Uh, at the very end of it, um, Gargano hits his finisher mm-hmm. on Roderick Strong. He gets ready. He hits it, and he rolls over on his back, and it was very seamless. So he hits his he hits his thing. He rolls over. Bonsari goes flying off the top, lands on Gargano. But the reason why he won is uh, Roderick Strong's hand was still right there. So when Edward Bonsari Reed hit. He landed on Gargano, and he landed on Roderick's hand. So Roderick, as soon as it happened, he's like, ah, he rolled over to the side, and it was one, two, three. So he didn't have a chance to, you know, destroy the match. He didn't have a chance to even try to retaliate and try to get it back because he was laying on his hand up to his wrist. So, yeah, it was really good. And then Gargano, and and Gargano sold it really well. Like, Gargano had to look like, I don't know what just happened, and then he was mad. But yeah, I was very happy. I was like, I cannot believe Austin Reed just won this. It was um, so good. So then I wanted to see. I'm to hopefully I get to see it on the on the network. Yeah. But uh, it was Dango's birthday yesterday, uh, on Wednesday. So they had they had a, a match him and Breezes, and they came out as the Mounties. <laughs> and I, I didn't get to see the match, but they said it was pretty good. I got the ones I, that were. I gotta go back and watch the it. The ones that were on Hulu. The ones that were on Hulu. Um, they had Karrion Cross versus Dijakovic. Uh-huh. It was really good, but then Karrion Cross got away with it, and he humiliated Dijakovic in front of. He, has, he hasn't been on a while. Tap. He hasn't been on a while, has he? 
No, he uh, after Keith Lee won, he challenged with the well. So he challenged Adam Cole with the with the time with the time class, and then they announced the whole this North American is going to fight the champion, mm-hmm. and and Keith Lee took it and smashed the the hourglass. Okay. Um, and then after he won, then uh, he was challenging on the Dijakovic uh, last week. Fought and he suplexed, uh, Karen Cross suplexed Dijakovic over and, and hit his head on the on the concrete. So then that's what set up the match for this week. Okay. But it was really good. Like Dijakovic was was really really good in that match. Yeah, but Karen Cross ended up winning it. I remember watching him in. Um in a ring of honor. He was really good then, but I haven't, mm-hmm. I haven't seen him. Is, has he been stuck like, like out of country? Cause of COVID? Like carrying cross. I can't even say. Oh anything. no. He, uh, he hadn't been off for a little bit. I don't know what the reason was, yeah. but then, uh, when, whenever, uh, Keith Lee won the title, um, uh, he came out and celebrated with him. I did that next week. Uh, on the 15th, that's whenever he gave Dajakovic the shot at the title, because he's like, you've been my number one supporter here. Yeah. So, and he wrestled last week, and then Karrion Cross attacked him, and then he fought Karrion Cross this week. Killer Cross, so you mean? he had been off for a couple of weeks. Can, Killer Cross, you mean? Yeah, <laughs> yes, Killer Cross. <laughs> so yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, and then they had another match on there. It was uh, I don't remember the other match that was on Hulu, um, but it was really good too. Um, but no, like I said, I mean there were some other matches, but Hulu only did one hour of it, so they just showed like the big profile matches. So, but no, it was really good. I liked it. I liked the whole building up for the NXT uh, North American Championship for a ladder match. Yeah, because he said he said the only caveat was is he wants as many superstars to have a shot. So that's why they're doing a triple threat. Match. Um, what what what's going on with Adam Cole? I don't know if he needs a break or what. I don't know. Um. Like he doesn't he's not sick or anything. I watch the up up down down, and he's always doing the Uno with him and stuff like that. So. There, there's a rumor going out that his his contract's up. That that's Ooh. a rumor. That's a rumor. So, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I know. I mean, you got to either pay him big money or he's going to go somewhere else. Yeah, AEW. <laughs> yeah, and that's where his his girlfriend's at. Yeah, I mean that would make sense. Yeah. I know and he's already been hanging out with them and stuff. I know. They, I know WWE's gonna be. They're gonna be super pissed if he signs with them. So I think. I think Triple H would do whatever he can to keep them there. Yeah, because he's one of their big. Like, like he's one of the biggest draws. Yeah, he is for NXT. It's probably. So like, I don't know. It's interesting. His merch is probably like off off the wall and you know selling. Yeah, so, and wow. he's made, and he's brought people up with him. You know what I'm saying? Like the undisputed era. Like made Roddy Strong relevant again. Bobby yeah. Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, yeah, and they've had some really good matches at the takeovers and stuff. So I don't know. Yeah, I think I think if I think if they let them go, that would be really bad. It would and the NXT is still going to roll on. Don't get me wrong. Right, but it, you know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't want to go to the main roster. He wants to stay in the NXT from everything I read. So yeah, no, um, I don't know. The only thing I was going to say was uh, I watched. Uh, we won't talk about the whole Impact deal on this. Okay. One. Uh, but I, yeah. but I wanted to point out that uh, the Good Brothers came out. They got confronted, you know, of course by um, Ace Austin and Matt yeah, Fulton. I watched that. And then they, yeah. and then they got set up. They got set up to fight Reno Scum the very next week, which I I think is good. So it's um, yeah. 
Yeah, and Pop was really good this week. Yeah, and um, EC3 attacked Boost, which I loved. Mm. I absolutely loved yeah. that. So, yeah. I mean, um, I, 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 thought, I thought it was good. I, you know, hopefully they'll continue a little bit more story on it because, like, Whenever, whenever, whenever they were, because like the show opens up with EC3 talking about you know controlling your own narrative. Yeah, um, that was his whole point. You know, you know, fight. Don't, don't yep. let anybody walk all over you. And so when we interviewed Moose, they're asking him because, hey, are you going to extend any uh, invitations yeah. to OT? <laughs> like whatever that means. Like EC3, and he says he goes EC3 is too busy doing his own narrative. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was funny. That was really good. So, but um, I don't know. There was some other stuff on there, like Rob Dam, Rob, Rob Van yeah. Dam doing a promo. I don't, oh God, why? That was so horrible. I go, why? That was horrible. Yeah. So hey, okay, we get it. You have a you have that one lady with you, and then she's like free ninety nine. I was like, I'm I don't really understand what you're doing at all. Yeah. yeah. What is this? And Josh Matthews is Josh Matthews is like, whoa, we get more. I'm like, no, no, stop. <laughs> and then uh, they're the, doing what they have to do to get viewers. That's what they're doing. Yeah. And then uh, the Motor City Machine Guns win the yeah. uh, tag titles. Oh, so that was such a good match. It was such a good match. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, like it. Ethan Page and um, what's his name? Uh, Josh Alexander. They, I didn't realize how how good they are together. Mm-hmm. Oh, they have really great chemistry. They do, and it's like, I, I just, I like their, I like their whole deal. I like their, their whole. I love the doors. So it's like, um, you know, I don't know. I like them a lot. I, I didn't realize it until like the last couple, you know, probably the last couple of months that I really like these guys a lot because they, these are guys yeah. that, these are guys that knocked out LAX. So they did too. So we can. Um, that poor kid died for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. I, to- I totally forgot about that. Uh, the most cheesy, the most cheesy car car yeah. incident. Oh, yeah. that was funny though. Yeah, it was. Um, I remember the the douchey telling that they were like, they're like LAX kills the kid. I was like, what? The? And then I watched it. I was like, oh, this is so horrible. Um, what did you think about uh, AEW? Did you did you watch that or? Yes, I did watch that. I thought it was really good. Um. God, just oh, the, the whole Orange Cassidy Jericho, uh, I loved it. Um, other than that, I I thought it was really good. They had um, oh, what was it? Hold on. Opened up with Eddie Kingston coming out and yeah, and Cody. That's right. And Eddie was, Eddie hey. used to be. I think I know he's big on 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 the Indies, but he used to be on Impact. He used to run LAX before Conan came back. Yeah. And so yeah, um, I thought it was really good the way he was. He, he was again. It's funny though, because like in my eyes, Cody is a heel. I don't care what they say. Yeah. Um. He's like he, he's the secret heel. Like I really think if they're going to do a full horseman gimmick, I think he's going to be the Ric Flair of the full horseman. Yeah. Which is really weird because his daddy fought the full horseman so much. But um, no, I liked it a lot. I liked I liked that uh, Eddie Kingston talked mad trash about Arn Anderson. Um he said the things that he had to say to get Cody to agree to it. But then, like I said, the matches each week are making Cody go to the limit. Like Fenny Kiss's match with him last week. Yeah. Really good. And I think they made that one even better because of that whole incident on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but this week, yeah, it was really good. Like the thumbtacks, 
that was really good, a really good addition to it and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like, you know, like if he can't get a gash on his forehead or something, then he's, he's going to yeah. use thumbtacks. <laughs> Might as well. Might as well. But, yeah, I thought it was really good. And then at the end, our Anderson was like, I got to give you a hug, but you're hurt, so I'm just going gonna, gonna to massage your neck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, Arn's like, I got I to gotta give you an attaboy, but you're hurt, so I got to find um, a good way to do that. I'm I'm really I'm really like I'm really happy that that Darby Allen's back. I love that guy. Oh my god! Did you? I know you just signed that new guy, yeah. and he it looked like 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 he knocked him out on that top rope yes. when he jumped. Stark? Like he overshot it. Yeah. I'm like, you can't be hurting. Like he just really got back from an injury, and I'm like, you just gave him a concussion. I'm like, you're gonna you're gonna break the storyline that they're doing. Yeah. For um, Brian Cage and Taz, I was like, but then Mox came out and helped him, which was cool. But yeah, like he hit him. Like I rebounded. it. Like he hit him. And it was like the whole Enzo kind of knockout. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. it was worse because he didn't get whipped into it. He got like smashed into it. So he got like whiplash. It looked like he could have had whiplash and a concussion. It was bad. I was like, oh, and then you seen Mox pick him up and he fell backwards. And I was like, oh, good lord! I hope Darby Allen's not hurt. Yeah, I hope. I'm hoping that's just like, you know, just the storyline <sighs> what he's doing because, like, I I, I love Darby Allen. He, I mean, he if that if he didn't really get hurt, he sold the crud. He, he his selling abilities are a thousand. It was um, it was really good. I did. I did notice that. Um, I didn't watch Dark either, so because I, I heard that Brian, yeah. Brian Cage attacked Darby Allen again too with with uh, yeah. Ricky Starks again. So I mean, I don't know. That's what set up the whole Ricky Starks yeah. partnership was on Dark. Yeah. Um, I didn't like. I don't. Uh, if if you're given the word for the worst promo, like uh, the Murder Hawk got this deep gargle voice and I could not understand anything he said after he attacked those guys in yeah. the locker room. I was like, what are you saying? It was bad. I'm just like, <laughs> well, I, was like mm, I can't understand you murder Hawk. Yeah. Just let, just let Jake the snake talk. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. So, uh, that, that's the best thing. But, um, what, do, what are your thoughts on? Cause like last, it was like last week and it's kind of carried into this week. What do you think is going on with Kenny Omega? Because it looks like he's about to turn heel. Yeah, he did a he did an interview and he talked about that in the first year was him building up talent, and he was like, "You don't get to be the best by doing just constant five star matches. You become the best by enhancing people around you, mm-hmm. and then you know when to take your shot." So I think he's becoming the winner again, which I am one million percent in favor of. Yeah, I love the clan. If he if he turns heel, then you know what he's gonna be. What the buck the buck's probably not gonna follow him. Probably Paige will. No, I don't. I don't think so. Even um, this week, he didn't even really come out to help Paige. Yeah, he just came out because FTR came out. So that's what's interesting because there's always there's all those dirt sheets that FTR is going to be part of the new stable for the Four Horsemen. Yeah. Which, by the way, the guy that owns the rights to the Four Horsemen is one of the AEW guys, but he's like the the son-in-law to Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. And you have and and he hasn't been on AEW in like a month or two. Mm-hmm. Remember, the bigger heavy set guy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so he owns it. Um, it's the bigger guy with the beard. I don't remember his name, but 
But if you're hanging page, and if they're going to start a stable, I don't know what that's going to do. So it's it's interesting. But yeah, I like the whole Adam Page, Hangman Page, and uh, FTR together. I think that's a really good pairing. I do like that that they are giving. I, I like next week they're going to have the five on five match. Yeah, with the inner circle. I was very happy that that they let Sammy Guevara come back. I yeah. understand. He, he did it right. He didn't do the whole Kogan. He didn't go on social media and just keep saying why he shouldn't be blackballed. Right. He apologized. He did the classes. Even though it was something that happened like five years ago, what he did think was bad. Yeah. But he took his time off. He did what he was supposed to, and he came back. So I was very happy about that. Yeah. Because if you look at it, like the inner circle hasn't really been the inner circle without Guevara, which to <laughs> me, that shows that that is a team because... Mm. If you're not a team, you can replace somebody. You know what I'm saying? But like, they haven't really been the inner circle without Gabara. So I, I like that. I'm glad he's back. Yeah. And I like the I like that it's going to be them versus you know uh, Jurassic Express and then the best friends in Orange Cassidy. So I, I I do like what they're doing to account. So that should be really a good match. Yeah. Um, I felt because I know um I can't think of. Kurt Hawkins' real name is something Myers. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he was an Impact. Yeah, he he did a pro, he cut a promo for Impact this past week, but his his best friend Zach Ryder, which is Matt Matt Cardona, mm-hmm. he's been posting yep. stuff about you know him and Gear, him holding his his internet title and say, saying that you know he's mm-hmm. his new his new like logo is like I'm always ready, and so yeah, I saw that, and so. He hasn't. They haven't mentioned anything on on Impact, so I'm assuming he's going to show up on AEW pretty soon. I, that's the big thing. Uh, MJF on his Twitter feed, he was talking because he's really good. Uh, not MJF, but Matt Cardona is really good friends with Cody. Yeah, Cody Rhodes, and he was talking about if if he joins AEW, then he's not going to have a good time because MJF will make sure him and Wardlow do not show him. But MJ is like a, a constant heel 100% of the time. Yeah. So, but yeah, I uh, like I said, just from that and some other things, I think he might be on AEW. Yeah, I kind of hope so. Cause... Well, I thought, I thought, I thought, MJ, I thought EC3 was going to be on AEW too and not yeah. going back to Impact. So, you know, you know what? Right now, you can't trust social media for anything. No. But uh, before you could, you know, it was a good indicator, you know what I'm saying? But now with all the misdirection and stuff, I have no earthly idea. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that because like they had a, they had a picture like in like, I don't even know where like Rusev's going because I know he, I think he had, he had uh rumor has it that he had contacted uh COVID-19 yeah, I and, saw that. and so mm-hmm. he's, he's still holding out. So I don't know if he's going to go to impact or AEW, but What's um, funny is I watched him on Twitch. And he started doing, he started, like, he was answering questions, and then he was, like, saying some things in Japanese and stuff. Uh-huh. And people on the Twitch feed were like, oh, that's really interesting that you're, because he was like, my Japanese game is strong. They're like, that's weird. It's almost like you're going to New Japan. And the people are like, oh, this match and this match. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you could be going to New Japan. And people are like, please, Ishii and you, and... Then they were talking about the one guy that mocked Bach, the I always forget the name. His last name starts with the name. Yeah. Um, the, the bald-headed guy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know where Rusev's going to go. Suzuki, 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 I don't know how to say his last name. But yeah. he's like one of the old OG 
NG, NJPW guys, and he's, like, known to really be, like, a, a, a legitimate bad guy. Like, uh, you know, a bad guy, but a legitimate tough guy. Like, yeah. like if, if he fights you, you're, you really, like, he does not pull punches. Like, he wrestles very stiff. Well, I'm pretty excited about, you know, where these guys are going, and I'm I'm, yeah. I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them they get a, mm-hmm. a chance to um, – you know, show off their talent. Yeah, show off their talent and able to, yeah. you know, be creative in their own, their yeah, own, so their, good. their own narrative and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like stuff. I said, it's, the best thing is, is, yeah, people are like, oh, they got fired from WWE, but if you look at it, like WWE will, like, what was it? John John Morrison said it. He was like the best thing that uh, he talked about. The best thing he ever did was get fired from WWE because with his whole body of work, like when he was doing the independence and he did the Lucha underground and then he did the other stuff and impact and stuff. He was like, most of those people are still afraid to get fired, that they'll do whatever it is, but you're destroying, you're destroying your prime. Like he said, he was lucky he got cut where he still wasn't like out of the prime of his prime. So he got to do all that stuff. Yeah. But he's like, if you just stay there for 10 years and you're never used and then they let you go, that was 10 years that was your prime that you wasted just sitting and catering or whatever. Yeah. And now what are you going to do? So, and a lot of them, yeah, they're in their thirties, but with the way you can, you can do your body now, like if you travel, you get an RV or you get a bus or you know what I'm saying? Or you do fly, but you get there early and you rest and stuff like that. It was like, you can, you can be 39 and still be okay. You know what I mean? So, yeah. It'll be interesting to see where they go. Yeah, it is. Um, but uh, I think I think that's going to do it for the show, man. Oh, good. Wow, didn't you feel like it's been that long? I've talked yeah. about a bunch of stuff. We we went over. It's probably a little less than an hour, but it's oh, like, that's okay. it's, it's an hour and four minutes. But I know we had some pauses. So. A minute and four seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Earl, you all right, brother? <laughs> I just trying to say that we never did that on here, and I was like, "Oh, yeah. made it four seconds, awesome!" <laughs> oh man, that's a great, uh, good time. So, good um, time. all right, bye, everybody. <laughs> I must bid you adieu, and so, goodbye, <laughs> and good night, bye!